Weddings ish, 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 weddings ish. With Jove. Thanks so much for tuning in to Weddings Ish with Jove. This episode, our wedding planning tip, we talk all about alcohol. Uh, we have, of course, our Real Housewives Roundup. We talk about the reunion in New York City and the drama that is Orange County. And I sit down with the lovely married couple behind Leilu video and sound photographer DJ duo. Enjoy. Weddings Ish. Before we officially begin, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your patience. Uh, Wedding season was upon us, so we had a little bit of break in our episodes from August until now in October. Unfortunately, uh, we were, or fortunately rather, we were all super busy vendors and myself. I actually had six weddings in six weeks, so it became a little challenging to record. But now that we're moving into the slow season, we have so many more exciting guests to come. So stay tuned and let's get started. Wedding planning tip this episode is all about the alcohol. Blame it on the alcohol. Okay, Joe, don't sing. All right, anyways, alcohol. Sometimes a venue will allow you to buy and bring in your own alcohol. Sometimes a caterer will allow you to buy and supply your own alcohol. Sometimes a venue will not. If, uh, if they're doing the bar and they're doing the food and they're a full-service venue, it's likely that because of insurance and liability, you cannot bring in or provide your own alcohol. But for venues that you rent that are more along the lines of a space and you bring in everything yourself and the caterer is okay with it, I just wanted to talk a little bit about alcohol. The logic is it's going to be more affordable for you to go and purchase all of the alcohol yourself for the wedding than having the caterer do it because oftentimes a caterer is going to add a markup. I mean, it's a business. They need to make money, so they're going to upcharge the alcohol. So while that may seem logical to actually go and buy it all yourself, on the back end, I just want to clarify what that means. Here in New York, uh, not all alcohol is sold together. Wine and liquor are sold together, and beer is sold separate. So you have to make two appointments, two visits, or two phone calls to get your beer, wine, and liquor from your suppliers. When you buy in bulk, you can often save 10 to 15%. Um, So you're buying all the cases of wine, liquor, and beer. You're paying for delivery. You also have to realize at the end of the wedding, you get to keep all of that beer, wine, and liquor that is left over. So for some of you, that's super exciting news. You'll drink it in a week, in a day, you'll have another event. I mean, what's the problem? Tons of extra alcohol. But if you rewind, we did a wedding recently and the couple purchased all the alcohol themselves. They also had a preference for a certain type of wine. So it made sense to get exactly what they wanted to drink for them and their guests. But at the end of the wedding, I kid you not, there were probably 15 to 20 cases extra. So basically, the next morning, the couple had to come back and carry 15 to 20 cases of alcohol back home. So just thinking the work on the back end, is it worth the savings on the front end? I don't know about you, but if you don't have an elevator and you live in a walk-up, carrying one case of wine is something. But 15 to 20? And if you live in New York City, where are you going to store 15 to 20 cases? Although I will say sometimes a purveyor may purchase back the alcohol from you if it was unopened and if it was not chilled. So if it's a white or rosé or sparkling wine option, if you chill it and put it in water and the label is ruined, oftentimes they won't take it back simply because they can't resell it. But if it is not opened at all, like a totally unused case, there are some companies that will buy it back from you. But it's a fine line because what you don't want to do is sort of be cheap or stingy on the wine, hoping to return it, so then you don't chill it. But then when somebody wants to come and get wine, it's unavailable. So it's a catch-22 in terms of Uh, the wine, and buying your own liquor. And then it also comes down to the question of quantity. Jove, how much do we buy? Well, heck, I don't know. I don't know your guests. I don't know if they're wine drinkers, beer drinkers, cocktail drinkers. Only you know your guests' bests. So you really are the one who can decide what they're going to consume. Are they tequila, gin, vodka, beer, wine? 
And then do you want to do wine service at dinner, which means you're going to need at least a case of each to open and prep so the waiters can walk around and offer red and white. So if you're willing to put in the work, the time, and the manpower to supply your own bar to save the money, then I say go for it. But if all of that is overwhelming to you, then I say leave it to the professionals Pay a little bit more for the ease and peace of mind that you just have to show up and enjoy your wedding day and drink what you want and know there'll be enough and know that when it's all over, you can walk away tipsy or wasted and not have to worry. Weddings-ish! The Real Housewives Roundup. Oh, New York City. I mean, the reunion was intense. Not one part, not two part, but a three part reunion for New York City. I guess the season warranted it. It was pretty crazy. Um, But really, all that anyone can remember was that the Countess, who was engaged after such a short time, got cheated on. And Bethany held it and held it and held it and finally told her. We all imagined that Luann would do the right thing, confront him, maybe break off the engagement or postpone the engagement. Instead, she did the most awkward, illogical thing, which should come to no surprise. She attacked Bethany for sharing that information with her. She attacked Bethany and called her a hypocrite and even said that the man that she's dating that they're having an affair because they're both married. I mean, she called her out on national television to the point where Bethany called the man she's dating's daughter to clarify that everything is clear and no one is the wrong and no affairs are happening. I mean, it got really, really intense. And then, of course... Uh, Dorinda, everyone wanted to talk about Dorinda and John and the drama that is their relationship. I'm really glad that he sort of fell off the end of the season because nobody really likes him. I don't think he adds value to anyone's life other than Dorinda. If he adds value to your life, I'm happy for you. I love it. But he doesn't need to be on the TV show. He's really no fun to watch or to look at. Um, And he just gets wasted on alcohol or drugs and makes a hot mess of himself. So it's not really important. I think we should move on. Um, It's also really interesting to me because Dorinda this whole season has been the girl that sort of is stirring the pot. So she's the one everyone talks to, and then she tells all the other girls what they've said about each other, which creates this dynamic and these explosions and these fights. Um, So really, Dorinda's the one to watch because she pretends to be so innocent and everything's fine, but she's the one that's really causing all the drama. She's the center of it. She's the point of the storm where it all happens. And then, of course, all the women ganged up on Carol and accused her of being Bethany's puppet, I just think that she likes to hang out with Bethany. They have a good time together. They're friends. I don't think she's her puppet. I just think that she enjoys her company. And I think that Bethany is controlling. She takes the leadership role. And Carol's sort of happy to follow along. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I do, of course, feel so bad about the divorce that's happening. Um, You know, it's really sad when any couple ends their marriage. But Jules you know, on public TV and to sort of watch it dismay and dismount through the season and then to really hear the official um, fact that it's that it's over um, and that they're going to have to fight for the kids and for the houses. And I wish her all the best and I hope she finds love again and she heals and she does well. Um, and I'm sure we'll see you next season. Um, that was The Real Housewives of New York City. And we'll see what comes for them next. But the Real Housewives of Orange County, on the other hand, is not over. Um, We are in the middle of their season. And I'm sorry, but this whole, like, going off to go in, like, four-wheelers and driving was insane. Megan made the right choice. Pregnant. Congratulations. Having a baby. So sad that she lost one of them and so emotional, but so happy that she got pregnant and that she has the other one. And so smart of her to not go out on this trip uh, for Eddie's birthday, because when that car tumbled, it was crazy. Um, I was like holding my breath, clutching my pearls, hoping everyone was going to be okay. Um, of course, Vicky got hurt. Of course, she was, some say, overdramatic, wearing the neck brace days later, sort of you know, wanting people's pity. Um, But if she was truly injured, that's one thing. Do I think she 
was over dramatic about it? Of course. She's Vicky. She's always trying to prove her relevance on the show. She's really the original housewife from this season, and she's been on from the beginning. So I think the only way to keep her interesting is to entangle her crazy drama and her hunger to be loved and in a relationship. Um, so I'm glad all of them are fine. It was definitely super crazy and glamorous. Um, I'm glad Heather was there. She was calm, cool, collective, did all the right things, but it was pretty crazy if you ask me. Um, and then Shannon sold her house and I love that she downgraded to a beautiful beachfront property. It was for rental. Um, some people's lives, I tell you. Uh, and then off they go. They went to Ireland and how exciting for them to go there. Um, and also how crazy. I mean, it was really just Kelly drinks, Kelly yells, Kelly says irrational things, Kelly goes to bed, Kelly wakes up, Kelly apologizes. Repeat every episode. And the two episodes in Ireland were no different. When she came for Tamara's, when she came for Tamara about Tamara's child, that crossed a line that just was unacceptable. I mean, she went there and she's a mother. She should know better. She is a crazy bitch. Um, I feel bad for her because she's obviously in an unhappy marriage and an unhappy relationship and not happy in her own life. And she's putting that out on these women. And I can see both sides. It is a girl's club. They are friends. They're tight knit. But she knew what she was walking into when she signed on to the season. She probably watched every episode before it happened. And I love that she thought she and Vicky were besties and they were so tight. And then Vicky basically abandoned her when she needed her most. She just pulled a classic Vicky and only thought about herself. So that trip was insane. Um, we'll see what's coming up with the rest of the season. Uh, but these girls, I mean, I tell you, it's just one fight after another. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing Tamara in the bodybuilders contest. I mean, at her age, to have a body like that, I am beyond jealous. Weddings-ish! I couldn't be more excited than to be sitting across from the handsome, bearded, beautiful, baby-carrying couple, photographer-DJ duo, Leilu, Ro and Kenan. Yo. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. It feels like summer, although it's fall. I know. I'm kind of done with the heat. But it's confusing. It is confusing. <laughs> um, well, I'm so happy to have you guys. We're excited to be here in your beautiful apartment. Oh, yeah. thank you. Your home is lovely. Thank you so much. I, I try very hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I often want to start with remembering how we met. And I was trying to think, and I think we have an interesting story because we were supposed to meet like two years ago. Mm -hmm. For a wedding. Yes, we were. And there were some complications with your yeah. pregnancy. I was pregnant with my twin, with our twin boys. Yeah. And it went a little crazy, and I was uh, put on bed rest, so I couldn't make that wedding. Yeah, and I was so devastated. I know, Because so I was we. so thrilled to work with you. I know, it was yeah. a bummer. <clears throat> it was a tough, well, all the way around it was tough, because we were dealing with, it was the first kids that we had, and we were dealing with this sort of unexpected nature of a, you know, it's like a, a medical complication that we weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. And and then it, it also fell right in the middle of like our work season. Wedding season, so yeah. So we had to figure out, you know, all these lovely people who we were like excited to work with. How do we explain to them what's going on sure. and help them find people that, you know, are going to fit. And, and everyone was amazing um, about it. And we were, we were super lucky that we had friends who were able to cover and step in. No, it yeah. ended well, up that's working the cool out thing about wonderfully. This industry is that everybody is really supportive of one another. And yeah. It's great to have people that um, kind of shoot in a similar style and approach the wedding day the same way to have them have your back, basically. Yeah. Because when you think about it, it's like the, your wedding day is like a huge part of your life. It's a big day, but so is, you know... The birth of Having your first a children. Baby, of course. And you had twins. <laughs> so, right. So they were kind of like these equally these yeah. equally important things that we had going on. And so to try to um, make sure that everybody felt taken care of and you know was was big. But yeah, but you got, you ended up shooting with, with oh, Gary, Gary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gary yeah. Gary's wedding looked so, so beautiful and, yeah. and we sort of have stayed like in touch with those guys social media wise yeah. and stuff. And like um, we were definitely bummed to miss it, but so happy that it 
it worked out. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was a cool wedding. It is lovely to have that kind of a community because yeah. you never know what's going to happen in life, be That's it a right. baby or family emergencies. Like, yeah. We are our business. Yep. It's not like yeah. someone else can just step in and do it. So, but then we did finally get to work together yeah. last month yep. um, in the Hamptons, and it was so wonderful. Tommy yeah. and Jenna. Tommy and Jenna. What a great I love, couple. I love those that kids. That was a beautiful wedding, too. It was a beautiful day, perfect weather, and yeah. you guys killed it. I we mean, had fun. so amazing. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. So I want to know a little bit more about your history, first personally, then professionally. How did you two meet? Kind of not let you answer that one. For those who don't know, they're married. They're <laughs> married, married. Couple. So Yesterday married. was our eight-year anniversary, actually. Congratulations. Marriage. We've eight known each years other of for marriage. Fifth, eight years of marriage. Fifteen years, roughly. We haven't really... We don't know, actually. We're, we're a little think, confused about when we met, I but think we, we think met, it's 15 years I ago. Think we two, I, think we, I think we met in 2002. Yeah. I okay. know that we didn't know each other on 9-11. That's how I remember right, it. Right, right. Oh, that's interesting. So, as your right, landmark. Right, we're just, going back. Right. Um, so how did, what's like the short version of the story? It's kind of tricky. So you didn't I, meet online then? No, 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 no. They, they didn't really have, they the old fashioned really way in a bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had moved back to, to New York and after like college or whatever and, and, uh, friends of mine had just opened, I don't know if you remember Southpaw, which mm-hmm. was a music venue in Park Slope, like the first kind of big uh, bigger than like neighborhood bar that, that opened in Park Slope. It's kind of like the Bowery of Brooklyn. Right, for a little while. So yeah. it was like there, at that time there was like North Six, which became the music hall of Williamsburg mm-hmm. or whatever. And then there was South Paul and Park Slope. And those were like the only two places that were doing like big shows. Got it. And they opened that and they were guys I grew up with. And there was like this thing of, you know, for us who grew up in Brooklyn, I think there was a thing of feeling like, a little disconnected from the way the neighborhood had changed. So when that place opened, we all kind of gravitated there because we felt like, oh, we have this place that's like our own uh-huh. now. And we were getting these like big uh, national and international touring acts and DJs. And like, so I felt like, oh man, I feel at home here. And I'm also part of something that's like culturally relevant in New York right now and mm-hmm. just felt right, you know? So I was hanging out there a lot and um, doing some like design work for them. And eventually, like, you know, the hangout was cool, but it also got a little, like, I was like, all right, guys, if I'm going to be here every day, I need a job. I need like, to make you know? money. <laughs> but I was young. So I didn't need, like, you know, a crazy job. I just needed something to justify me spending all this time in a bar, basically. <laughs> so they were like, all right, <laughs> well, you terrible. Can, yeah, they were like, you can take, you know, why don't you take a couple nights, like, working the, the door? And I was like, all right, well, that's whatever. It's you fine. were security? No, like, taking the tickets. Oh, okay. Right? So you work with the security guy. <laughs> Got it. You know? But you'd be the guy that took the guy. list and the tickets or whatever. And, and then, I was, like, like, a young, I was a young photographer out of Parsons and... Um, Fresh to the city, or you were from here originally? No, so I'm originally from Detroit. Okay, um, I guess been I've here been for in New York. Minute. Like, yeah, because I, I originally came to New York to intern with um, one of my mentors, um, Mary Ellen Mark, who recently passed away this year. She's a very um, important documentary photographer. Um, so I was here, and then I went back to Detroit, and. Not, after being back there for about a year, I was like, okay, done. I, I got to go back. I got to go back, <laughs> right. So I came back, and I was doing um, editorial work, working for magazines, which certainly wasn't paying my bills. Yep. Editorial <laughs> so I was often like, doesn't. Right. So this rock club opened up, and here I am like, oh, girl, I'm a girl from Detroit. I know everything about rock and roll. Like, I'm going to go get myself a, you know, job. And Kenan was working the door. Well, so, Wait, like, this is like a love so then movie. this guy, this is yeah, but then this guy tells me, my friend... Uh, oh, I walked, actually, I just walked into the bar, and I was like, I need a job. You offered me a bartending shift, and I, that terrified me, so I um, asked to work the door, right, and then you got bummed because... Well, I was like, I just, the, the, <laughs> my friend was like, oh, I hired this girl, she's from Detroit, she's like, cool girl. She's going to work the door. the door, so like, I'm going to take two of your nights and give them, and I was like, bro, you just gave me this job, you know what I mean? Like, and then That's amazing. she walked in one night and introduced herself, and she says that I was, like, really cold to her. You were, yeah, you because all, she took your... No, but I was intimidated. She was so pretty, and I, like, I didn't know how to, uh, like, really... And I was like, oh, this girl really is pretty, and she really is going to take my job. So my stupid job that yeah. I just got. Um, and then it was, like, this thing where we worked... We didn't work together. We worked on different nights. Yeah. So we would, like, kind of, like, run into each other, but not 
it wasn't like we had like a real occasion to hang out. Sure. And we would all hang out after the shows and like catch up. I hadn't seen a lot of these guys in a while. But it was like a boys club of drinking after the club closed. And and they could stay till seven in the morning. No, nobody ever asked me. I would like sit by the door and like drink my whiskey and read my book and I'd be like, okay, bye bye. And then eventually somebody (laughs) asked me to stay and I was like, I get to come to the cool kids party. Right. And then Kenan, of course. And here I am thinking I know everything about music. You know, like every club or every band that came to play, I was like, oh yeah, I know. I know that. But so. There was music playing one night, late night, and it was, what was it? It was like an, was it an Isley? I don't remember what the song was. I think it was an Isley Brothers. I think it was an Isley. I had never heard it, and I was like, what, what is this? And then he starts, he's like an encyclopedia, you know? Yeah. So he starts telling me all about, all well, about the music and all about the song. Interestingly, though, I think that was like the beginning of like us, like, of your, you conversating. Right. right. And then like also, but then we started hanging out and we started, I think, putting each other onto stuff. So like, there was stuff that I didn't know about, and you right. totally like showed me new music and new movies and new, and that's like the the whole thing. Like you know when you're getting to know somebody, mm-hmm. and they show you something, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is my favorite book or my favorite record or my favorite movie," and you watch it, and you're like, "Ooh, you like? This? You know what I mean? Has that ever happened? <laughs> you judge their taste a little. Well, right, you're just right. like, or you're like, really? Like this is this speaks yeah. to you? Because like I'm not, you know." And that was something that never happened yeah. with us. I think it was always like we were always. I was always impressed and always like, um, you know, felt like I was being educated a little bit by by stuff we that both, she yeah, showed me. We both me. felt like. And that. then we started discovering stuff together. And then we just started crushing out on each other. Yeah, and so, so you finally basically. put the moves on her. Well, it, like <laughs> it, it was a long was, process. We were both funky, in other relationships yeah, we that both, we couldn't let like, go of. I mean, it was it. long. It was a little funky for a while, but then there was like a there was a moment where there we both kind of decided. Yeah, and. We just like look, and after that, there was no more, no bullshit. There was no turning back. No no more games. That was it. Um, it. And then, yeah, it really was. was a really long way to get to that. Right. But (laughs) that that was was. actually the short version of the story. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that's, yeah, that's how it went down. And then uh, I was. There was a bike accident in between where I lost all my front teeth. What? All your front teeth? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. What happened? We can show you photos. I want to see them. I was. um, Is that weird that I want to see them? No, no. No, they were cute. They like. It's crazy that she looks like the way she does. Today. Yeah, her face was so fucked up. It was busted up. Like car door opened or like. No, it was really silly because I used to ride my bike everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I saw you have a fancy bike. Like you bike. Places. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nice bike. Um, I risk my life every day Sorry. on my bike. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> I used to ride everywhere yeah. and it was really silly. One night I was out, um, with a friend and I was riding home. I was sick. So I was like, no, I was completely sober. <laughs> and I hit, I was on my block going downhill and I hit a like, Broken up. There was like a chunk missing from the road. Sure, but and it really was a, a shitty thing because the the way the street light hit the tree, it was and shaded. It, you couldn't see it at all. Right. Got it. So, so it I hit like, a pothole. Yeah, drunk or sober, it would have been a problem. You know and I mean? shouldn't have had a front brake on my bike because it was like a very light racing bike. It shouldn't yeah. even have been on there, and I never used it. But when I hit the pothole, it like freaked me out. My and reaction so you was to hit, and then I went you... over my handlebars, oh. landed on my face. Cops came. I made them take my lock off my waist, lock up my bike, <laughs> and I crawled. They were like wanted to call an ambulance, but I lived on Seventh Street in Park Slope at the time, so I just walked to Methodist. Yeah, you right. walked and to the hospital all the And then I called she, she the bar. Me at the bar, like literally at but the we bar. We weren't really together then. You weren't boyfriend girlfriend. No, we were not. and and the, everyone was so stupid. I mean, like everyone that I worked with, like it was a. It, she said it was kind of like a boys club and it was like everything was a joke like yeah no nothing was serious so someone picked up the phone they're like yo can rose at the hospital bro like you gotta go and i was like stop lying like yeah like why are you trying to get me to go to you know right like a little and he was like no i'm, I'm dead serious she's, she's actually like, there in the emergency room so i went up there and yeah and that was like a you know i think that was the first time i ever talked to my mom yeah i talked to your mom that's when you phone. met the, her parents he yeah. called he <laughs> called yeah. my mother called on the phone and, and said you don't know me yeah. I'm with your daughter. But she's okay she's and I'm okay. going to stay with she her. She has no teeth. She has yeah. no teeth. Right. Oh my God. The first time I met your parents, I was toothless with cowboy boots on and ripped shorts or something. Yeah, that was good. I mean, this that sounds nice. like true love. If you right. can literally <laughs> be together after being right. toothless, I feel like yeah. you can yeah. survive That's anything. That's right. It was yeah. pretty funny. No, I was, and you were pretty tough about the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was scary. Yeah, but, it's uh, definitely yeah. scary. And it happened so fast. Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of, what was like, we, that was like, then we so then of, we, yeah, we lived together and then I, you know, we were, Rose still shooting and, 
and we I was bartending. We were both bartending. Making art. Ken's also a visual artist. He mm-hmm. makes... Oh, I so, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He has a book. So not just music. <laughs> I have a book. Visual a art book. as well. Well, you know what's funny is that that's really what I... Um, this is a, a long way around to tell you something. I like but I'm long. Gonna, I'm going to tell you. So there's this... There's this uh, my, my godfather, right? My father's best friend. His father was uh, like a running guru. He was like the first American man to write seriously about running. Right? Oh, interesting. Okay, and I'm a runner. Yeah. So I made a mix for myself. I ran the uh, half marathon, Brooklyn half marathon a while ago, and I made a mix for myself. And I put a piece of, he lectured all over the world, and mm-hmm. I put a piece of one of his quotes at the beginning of the mix as like a little inspiration. and Get yeah. me going, right? And he talks about finding... Um, the thing in your life, and in him, he's talking about running. He's talking about the thing where everything else falls away in the world, and you and you get to be like truly creative and be yourself, right? And every time I hear it, I think about that. For me, it's not really even it's not running, and it's not music as much as it is like when I was making art regularly. Like that's when I felt huh. the most like myself and the most uh, productive and creative. Yeah. Um, I don't. Think I was going to tell you that. That's cool. I like yeah. that. Uh, but I don't get to make work like I used to because it used to be like you know that was my justification for bartending as long as I did because I had my because you were making art free sure. and to work and um, and I was like pretty productive at that around that time. So that what was format of, of art do you make? So um, I mean, the biggest body of work I did was like a collage series. I did. Um, a, I did a, how do I say this? It's it's a little, it's a little insane, but I, I, I like insane. I what do you mean when you say insane? I collected, um, like found objects, uh-huh. basically garbage off the street every day for 30 months, 30 every, months, every, 30 months. every single day. Did you clean I made it? Him, Did you I wash made him it? Walk no, no. So I, I wore like, gloves. I wore like rubber gloves <laughs> oh and I carried the hand sanitizer and, <laughs> And I ziplocked and dated all Every of them. Piece. And, and then I made a collage out of each day. But it was consecutive, so I never missed a day Wow! for 30 yeah. months. Yeah, I mean, we would be, like, out to dinner, and he'd be like, shit, I forgot to go get garbage, and I'd, like, have dinner. 30 months is almost three years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, was... and then, so I built um, about 18 months of it, 18, and then the last year or so, was got lo- the raw materials got lost in Sandy because my studio was in Red Hood. Oh no! Yeah. But the f- sorry, this is a total tangential thing. But, but the, interesting. But the flip yeah. of that was that we all went through the the guys I went through Sandy with, or the people I went through Sandy with in Red Hook. Um, in our studio was Dustin Yellen um, of Pioneer Works, right? So and and that whole crew, and they got because of that sort of um, catastrophe that we all went through, they got to see what I was doing, and I wound up having a show of Pioneer Works. Oh, interesting. Of, of all that work. Of your work. Which for me was like, you know, and it was 526. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And, and nobody in New York, I mean, I'd given up on ever showing it. Yeah. So it was like a really serendipitous what was the perfect space for it? Thing, yeah, yeah. And they didn't, they didn't right. care that I didn't have, like, a illustrious art resume or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, and so the other thing I think... Well, they our, made a book. And they made a book. Pioneer Works yeah. okay. a book about At their the bookstore you can get in Red Hook? Uh, yeah. I think there might be, like, one copy left. But a few. They so rushed yeah. Well, we didn't make that many. That's that, not... Yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing I think at that time when we were first getting to know each other and, like, dating early on was that, you know, I was running this bar and I always kind of DJed on the side and music was like a passion. But I had friends from from uh, working there that were like professional DJs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that looks way better to me than like what I'm doing now. Like yeah. I like the, I come to the same place every day and I do kind of a variation of the same job and they get to travel and they get to like, you know, work in music. And like, I was like, this feels like, what I'd rather be doing. Yeah. And but it's interesting because we were also preparing to open up our own bar at the time. Right. Oh, really? So you were not in the wedding sphere at that time? No. no at no, all. No, no, you no. were in the bar, creative. We were like make, we were doing photo projects together. Person. We were making art projects together. And we were kind of like, okay, this is, we know the, you know, the, the bar we like, restaurant we know how to do this, you know. industry. 
it makes sense for us to... And it's lucrative. <laughs> right. It makes sense for us to open up our own place. And we had investors and we were like there. We even had a space. It was, it was funny, in Gowanus. We were like, wow. Yeah, this is before so long. Gowanus before Gowanus. Yeah, yeah. Right, it right. Was on, oh my gosh. It was on Union and Nevins. Like, oh, like right near, near like the Green the Building, 501. Border. Yeah. But this, this was... Lavender Lake this near was all of those 12 places. years ago. So we would have maybe been almost too far ahead yeah. in yeah. a way. Or it could have been like the pioneering It was spot. right before it was super funded. But I am... It was right before it got super fun down there, too. <laughs> You're so Sorry, funny. that was so, so funny. <laughs> Easy. Um, but the other thing that I think happened was that that was like a exercise in like the difficulty of doing anything um, in New York. Mm-hmm. Like just like the buildings department. See, that's why we bailed on it because it got so. It's a lot. It just got overwhelming and complicated. Liquor and, license. Yeah. Certification well, yeah, the occupancy. landlord was just giving was, us the run around about things. It was yeah. a nightmare. It was just, but yeah. the, the mixed blessing of that was that, you know, when I think about what happened next, I'm like, I can't imagine having opened a place and right. just sort of being rooted in right. like that. That's cool if, if it works out, but it, it didn't work out for us. And I think that was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. For the better. It was shortly after that, this kind of, Right, so I would do like wedding a, and, you know, I would like, do like a couple weddings a year, right. maybe for friends. Friends of just friends, asked you, right? Uh-huh. And, and well, and you had the radio show at that point, right? Right. At some point in there, in, around two thousand eight, we started doing Chances with Wolves, which is the radio show I've been doing for. And the music is then. incredible. Oh, thanks. It's so. Um, it's a passion project. <laughs> it's literally like I, I'm, I'm like how I'm in awe. I'm like. That song to that song. I would right. have never. Right. And then right. I'm like, he can't do that again. Oh, that song to that song. Right, like, right. It's, yeah. it's your, and it's the show is The show is, is um, it's fun to do. It's a lot of work. And I think that the, the whole, like, ethos from the beginning was, like, we're going to do something that's based on feeling mm-hmm. and not on genre. And that's kind of been the thing. And never repeat anything. We don't repeat any songs. So ever. That's the that's nope. the idea. It happens unless by it's a accident. Cover, like unless sometimes. it's a, dip, a different version, a different of the version same of the same song. Right, right. So that's yeah. That's the loophole that we found. Wow. But because uh, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> right, yeah. No, but you would think. But it's like we've just had to change the way that we look for stuff. So and my yeah. partner is like super. He's in it, and he we feed a lot off each other. So yeah. That's that's been sort of a beautiful, unexpected. Uh, also, like I, when we started doing, it, I never thought that would last for eight years or whatever, or you know however long it's been. Yeah. So, and then you know, it's funny how I feel like everything in our current life has kind of happened very organically, and most of it hasn't been planned or. Um, you could say that twice. Right. I mean, the radio, Leilu. I mean, Leilu kind of. Yeah. How did that come was about? Was born out of. Because um, you were not, you didn't go to school to be a wedding photographer. No, a I thing. was a documentary. Can you for go to school can, to I'm sure now. Yeah, <laughs> sure now. now you, you actually, can tell no, to be a wedding planner. Right. Interesting enough, no, one of my old art instructors who now does teaches some classes at um, um, International Center for Photography, ICP, um, he sent me a thing about how there was a class, a wedding photography class at ICP, which is, oh, which is very funny. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But friends of ours very close friends of ours were getting married in South Carolina and they had asked Kenan to do the music and Allison had asked me to take some pictures to do some portraits. Okay. And I was like, I'd love to, but you really have to hire like a proper wedding photographer because yeah. that's just like way too much pressure for me. I cannot yeah. be responsible for this. This is not what I do. This is not what I do. So she, they did hire somebody else and I was like, I'll just keep, I'll just like come hang out with you. Like I didn't know there was any, I like, I knew nothing about how you to You didn't have a timeline. You didn't right. have anything. No, nothing. Yeah. I showed up with my camera, and I kind of immediately fell in love with the whole idea of capturing these moments because, you know, what I kind of always wanted to do was was be, like, a documentary photographer, mm-hmm. and that really wasn't the way that my career had gone. Yeah. It was more, like, portraits for magazines, which I liked, but I was never, you know, I was never trying to you be couldn't capture part of the fashion world. Sure. Right. Or like tell a story. It yeah. really wasn't, you know, it was one, one photograph for, for an article. Yeah. Um, or like a couple portraits. And this was, it, this was storytelling. So I just remember when I first met Ro, when she would have a photo in a magazine and it would come out, we would go buy it. Mm-hmm. Or they would, we would get it somehow, right? Usually they send right. it to you. If or they nice. right. sometimes, and sometimes, sometimes they would. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's so, shady. but like it, it felt like you know, like we'd go pick it up or whatever. Or I would go pick it up. Right. And then there came a point where she, I remember being in like that newsstand on, by um, you know what I'm talking about the yeah. the, the good newsstand on 
in the West Village. Oh, and, on 8th and, Avenue. And yeah. you were like looking at it and you saw the picture and you're like, great. And you just put the magazine back down and we walked out. And I was like, this, it, you don't, it doesn't feel like you have a burning passion for this anymore. You know what I mean? In that way. Right. Um, and then this I came just along to do like, more, like at the same photographic time. Yeah. You know? Right. So, I, so you, you know, took portraits with her. Well, I, I shot the whole day. She I was like elbowing the other photographers. You were that bitch, that aunt, that everyone. Right, that I'm right, like, right. That's why I'm put like, your camera yeah. with flash there is, there's a yeah. Yeah. Right. So no, I was definitely there. But she was enthusiastic. And, yeah. You know, and, and I loved engaged, it. You know? And then other people started calling us, like, "Hey, you know what you did for Bo and Allison? Will you do that for us?" And we're like, "Okay." Well, we were like, we don't really do weddings, but like your wedding sounds super fun. That we'll, sounds fun. Like, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll come and we'll take For pictures. Sure, we'll do it. And at that point, we had also got we, you know, we had also already been married, so we kind of knew like the How it goes. the gravity of it, like well, or like the importance of like what this day means. So yeah. like, and we felt and honored like for that people were asking us. You know, like where it, were you married? We were married in Detroit. Okay, yeah. back in your home. Yeah, we were married back in Detroit. We thought about getting... We went through, like, everything that everybody goes through. Like, I'm going to do a dim sum wedding. I'm going to do... <laughs> right. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a... block party. Yeah, wedding. block a destination party. I don't know wedding. if everybody goes through that. Yeah. Yeah. definitely would. Maybe not block party or dim yeah. sum, yeah. but they go through choices. <laughs> a range of options. My mother was like, you are not... This is not happening. No. Yeah. So we ended up... She's yeah, like, we got married. you bring people to New York and feed them Chinese, Chinese food. food. Sorry. It's so good, though. Yeah, it is delicious. And we'll do it no, we, we wound up doing uh, it in Detroit, and it was great. And I think that the thing, a couple things, like, happened for us where we really trusted the woman who was, like, our contact at the venue. She was mm-hmm. awesome and super helpful. She was, like, essentially our planner, I guess. And then, say. yeah, because we didn't have yeah. one. And then my best friend, one of my best friends DJed, and I had done his wedding, um, like, a year before. And we found a photographer that, like, wrote... Was we love we both loved her, but like yeah. as a photographer, that was kind of Rose's sure. department. Right. Like I um, felt like I could trust her to just. I didn't. Yeah, we think didn't have to micromanage yes, her because right. so, you're a photographer, so you don't so, want to. Well, and it's interesting because people even say to me, "Nat, we'll get phone calls from people. Oh, well, we're gonna have, or people will originally reach out and they'll say like, oh, we just want DJ. We have a friend who's a photographer, and it's like I actually went through that because I had so many friends that were photographers, yeah. but you I knew immediately them. that I didn't want to do that yeah. because one, I wanted to see my photos. Yeah. Like I wanted to pay somebody. So I knew that they had to actually give me my yep, photos. Be and responsible I knew, to you. Right. If I had friends do it, Who I didn't know if I'd ever see it. it. Right, what you're right. going to get. So They'll be wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it was very important for me to hire somebody that, that I trusted, that I knew would just like do a great job and, and get everything. Yeah, and she great. did. It was but it was great. like, so the things that we cared the most about were the things that we worried the least about. And that oh, was kind of, that was kind of huge. Okay. Because, um, like, I was like, yeah, there's all this other stuff, especially planning a wedding. Like, we were in New York planning for Detroit. Detroit. Getting all our friends there. We also thought we were going to lose, like, you know, they tell you, like, you'll lose half of your out-of-town yeah. guests. We invited 100 people from New York, and 93 of them came. It's oh, also wow. funny to think about it now, now that we are a part of the wedding industry, to look back. Because eight years ago, like, it wasn't what it is now. Like, no, there weren't totally nearly changed. as many resources. Right. There wasn't as much inspiration. There as wasn't as many options. As many options. That's right. You Everyone know, we were making the same cookie-cutter wedding. Yeah. Right. We were That's kinda, right. We were making it up as we went along, for sure. Right. I mean, it turned out good, but it was like, yeah. like we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, we want to do it again, actually, we decided, right? Yeah. Ooh. Like, Ooh. Ten years, maybe. It. Like we'll a ten year? Ten yeah. Year. Here in Brooklyn? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Dim sum? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Golden <laughs> unicorn, here we go. Um, it's so affordable. <laughs> I did a wedding there. So, uh, yeah, we did a really fun, amazing yeah. one there. Too. You just have to embrace yeah. Golden Unicorn for all that it for is. For everything, right. That's it's right. gold and red and yeah. all of that. Yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorite favorite weddings that we ever did, actually. But um, What were we talking about? I was going to say... We were talking, oh, we were talking about I, how we got started. I, I, how you got started, that, yeah. So then once we started doing that, and especially I think in the beginning, it was for friends and like acquaintances. So it was like for people that we knew. And I think that it felt appropriate for us to sort of offer them the same thing that we felt like we mm-hmm. had, which right. is that you know, while all the other planning stuff is going on, all the stuff you have to consider and think about, and there's a lot, um, we want you to be a week out and be like, Oh, at least I'm not sweating the photos or the music. Yeah, you know? they're going to well, be Well, you know, it, it's interesting working as a team. Um, there's a lot that sometimes, you know, we can talk about collectively that feels like it. it I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know how Kevin the musician keeps right? yeah, uh, like shifting. To, the, no, I appreciate yeah, it. I'm trying I'm to keep you. So that we can hear your beautiful right, voice. Right, right, right. 
And um, I can see your baby. No, there's just a lot. It's like the fact that we kind of offer it together. Like, I'm never going to miss a toast. I'm yeah. never going to miss a cake. Because Kenan is always there, like... Yeah. He's if He is sometimes the point person. Or Joe, for instance, you, you know, you're, you're a lot of times telling the DJ, like, when to... Sure, you know, to when, cue that. When to cue things right. So... I do that. Kenan's always going to be yeah. in contact with me, I'm like you know. Super yeah. aware of it now. So that's cool. Even when we're not working together. But I'm and like, your husband <laughs> and wife, which is super <laughs> nice, also because you know reason, what they've gone through. You've been married. Yeah. They're yeah. getting married. Well, we. You we know have their fun. fears. You know their nerves. That's right. You know what they have to look forward to. That's right. And we have. I don't know. I mean, so to get back quickly, to get back to how you know we had like two weddings of like friends that we shot or acquaintances, I should mm-hmm. say. And then those got published and then it was just like from there. Right. And then we were like, looked at each other and we we're like, this, this makes is sense. fun and we get to work together and make money and like, we right. should probably start a website or something. Right. You know what I mean? And so, then we were like, we need a name I was and we're terrible with names. Yeah. Like we, it drives us crazy. Um, uh, I know, just gave up and did my own name, but you got creative. Well, we were like, you know, <laughs> Kenan already had chances with wolves. And yeah. then we were kind of thinking we love animals. And we're like, what animals made for life? In that voice. We thought of it in that voice. In that yeah, same exactly, voice? Is exactly. that your thinking voice? Yeah, that's my thinking voice. <laughs> and your baby voice. Yeah, I mean, and your dog voice. <laughs> um, my dog and, voice and we were is much like, more stern. So, like, li- literally, like, Wikipedia, like, reading a list of animals that made for life. And wolves. gray wolves. Made for life. Uh-huh. They're made for life. And we're like, wolves, that's not, like, that's not so wedding-y. And then we're like, everything <laughs> the sounds... Every, yeah, everything sounds prettier in French. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And, and there you have like, it. And Le like, Lou. And like, the wolves. And the alliteration, like the L's look nice together. And LL. Yeah, yeah, and it felt right. And it's it's actually like one I'm very thing proud of us I've for never, that. Yeah, <laughs> never felt... I never second-guessed it. Once yeah. We, once it just feels it. right also. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this, your style, your energy feels, yeah, it feels correct. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Joe. How did you get the other wolf name, Chances with Wolves? Uh, there were, we were, there were... Th- so did you have, like, a wolf thing that influenced well, this yeah, wolf it's thing? funny. It's funny. So <laughs> the, the real de- derivative of it is that I was DJing a lot at that time, and this was, would be 2007, 2008, and... All, all the DJs, whatever. The air horn was big. Remember the, the one you push the button, it's like. Bah, 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 right. So I was like, the air horn's so annoying. Right? It's so played out to me. So I started using a wolf howl. Like, in the instead, it was like a joke. Right. So it then was when your we signature. went when we went to do the demo for the radio show, <laughs> there there in the beginning there were three of us on who did the show, and. We were joking around about, we were like, oh, this is just the demo. We don't know what the show is called. And the one dude was like, we should call it Chances with Wolves. And we were all like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Um, and then, but it was because of that sound effect, yeah. whatever. And then it stuck. And that, that's, it just, now I can't yeah, imagine can't that imagine being right. called anything else. Yeah. So, right. Um, yeah, that happened. And then, so then this felt like, yeah, there was this connection, connection. to that. But yeah. it's not really, you know, so. Yeah, so it just like. And then, and then, literally, once we started, um, like saying, "Okay, we really do do this." It just—I think our second season we had thirty weddings. It took what? Off, like way before. Wow, yeah. two to thirty. Yeah, or like that's insane. Maybe, maybe two or like four. two or three or yeah. yeah, round. It was definitely like a one-digit. Yeah, that's <laughs> number crazy. of weddings that we did, yeah. and then it and went. And then it, went, it went, yeah. doubled. Yeah, to craziness. Yeah, it doubled to craziness, and I think you know part of it is just. I think part of it is the couples that we meet and how, you know, we relate to one another, mm-hmm. you know, and then I think a lot of it is like referral from that. Like we have great experience with one couple and then they tell their friends. And their friends and, are similar or. Right, yeah. right. Because it, I think it's really important with anybody that you work with on the day of your wedding that you like vibe, you know, mm-hmm. because. It's a big day. Man. It's a big day. Well, and, and if you and, see things very differently, it's not right. going to come together. And especially like way. a photographer, like we're together yeah. all day long, you know, yeah. like we, I'm, I am with you and in your face and literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're close. I mean, a lot, it's funny because people ask us that, like, will you be using a long lens? And I always say, you know, like we're close shooters. Like we get feel the reason, the way that we get very intimate portraits of both, you know, the couples and their guests is just to, to really be in the mix, yeah. you know, to be intimate, to be intimate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so we feel like we feel really lucky. I was thinking about it the other day because it was our anniversary. I was like, we have like, our life is totally bonkers because we have 
three children and we live in two states, but, and two dogs, <laughs> but, um, but it's really beautiful, yeah. you know, like we it's get to good. be creative and work together and travel together and, and it's interesting because and you've sort of walked a path that a lot of the clients that you're going to work with may go in that direction they right. may have kids next. They yeah. may right. buy a house. They right. may move. Right. Yeah. And it's, so in some ways like, you're their photographer, but in many ways, when I'm the therapist, I feel like people look to you as a couple. Right. And I'm sure you get close to people in some ways more well, than other also photographers. Also, Instagram, social media is crazy. That's like, people yeah. know a lot sure. about our lives. You're also Before super open. Shoot. Right. Yeah. Super right. open. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Like, we have... Like, I know that your son is getting walking lessons. <gasps> right. So, walking so lessons. it's funny in the social... <laughs> Not lessons, but... No, no. Physical, right. no, physical therapy. Physical, no, right. That's, right. A, that's a great example, though, too, because that's something that... so. He was born with some orthopedic issues and and has had like a couple surgeries and uh-huh. and I think that we felt I don't even know if we ever really talked about it but I think that we both felt like keeping that to ourselves or being in any way um, overly protective of him or or secretive about it just felt completely wrong. wrong. Yeah. This is a weird. Like, we're not ashamed of him. Right. He's, right. he's your baby. Amazing kid. Baby. Yeah. And he's been through a lot already. But I felt like. In, in a lot of ways, sharing it actually and having people send it's all that energy back. Well, I was going to yeah. say, it's a weird analogy, but we have this dog named Walter. It's, it's a, a pit bull. Anal- it's actually a good analogy. He's a little pit bull that we found on the street when he was, God, what, two months old? Yeah. Third degree burns. He was oh a my mass. He was in the hospital for like a, a, a month, time. over a month. Yeah. But when we found him, like, our little French bulldog was, like, he had had knee surgery. Oh my God. Yeah. We were, like... It was, like, a little shit show. You have we, a trend so we found going him on with here. Friends. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we, we had found him with friends, and we were, like, what do we... I don't know. So we, like, all, put, like, collectively put down, like, credit cards. That, it was, like, an insane hospital bill that was, like, yeah. just and building he was, up. And he was nobody's dog. He was he nobody's was dog. all of our dog, but he was nobody's dog. So we are trying to figure out how to do it. And once somebody said, hey, you should, like, start put this on Facebook or start a blog or something. And it was before, like, Kickstarter yeah. or any of that before really existed. And yeah. we did it. We did it. And he was dying. Like, Aww. just... They, they the doctors call, told they us that we could put him down. They Aww. called us and they were like, it wouldn't be inhumane if you let him go. And, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we were like, okay, we're going to give it 24 hours. Like, yeah. literally. And in that time, we put up this, this blog and it went viral. And people donated money overnight, and and the money obviously helped. But it was all the, and I'm not like a spooky dude like this either. <laughs> but they called us in the morning, and they were like, "We don't know how to tell you this." And I was like, "Oh shit, he he passed died. away." Yeah. And we just started this thing, and like, how are we gonna, you know? Uh, and they were like, "We went in this morning, and he was like bright eyed, and like his tail was wagging, he, was alive. And he had an he, appetite, like, right? And yeah. not only alive, he had completely Fighting. changed yeah. overnight. So." I, we could only sort of attribute it to like all of a sudden there was all this energy coming yep. in from all over the world, literally like people from yeah. Italy sending money and love and prayers or whatever. So, and it felt the same way with towns. Like I felt like when people, when he had his surgery, no, it's weird. The minute I put up those videos the next day, he like, he would walk for his therapist, but he wasn't doing as much walking for us mm-hmm. at home. And he started walking like almost yeah, the day after I put up those videos, I was yeah. like, "That's this crazy." Is spooky. Yeah, I mean, it's again, not spooky. Not, it's energy. Like it's what energy, you put in right. the universe it's, is what's going to come back. It's totally true. Right. And there is like an amazing community of people online that like, and that's a beautiful side of social media. Right. Right. It's like they may never meet you, they may right. never hire you, they may right. never know there's you, a, but they're a, interested in you and they want to support you and right. they want to love you. And like, it's true. speaking of which, yeah, we have to look out for a package today. There's a there's a woman who is a quilt maker. Yeah who is a fan of the radio show. Mm-hmm. She listens to Chances of Wolves in her studio while she's making quilts, and her yeah. work is beautiful. And she saw the pictures of Towns in the hospital, and she made him a quilt. Oh, my God. And she, it's supposed to come today. She my just God. messaged me. That is but like, so never beautiful. Yeah. We only know each other from... And, yeah. and she wrote me, like, I hope this isn't weird, but I was really no, touched it's sweet. by it. And I was like, Super sweet. I don't feel anything like that. Like, I don't feel any no. kind of, just because we haven't met in person. I mean, right. we've yeah. made friends. Well, you connect to her in a way because yeah. of the music. She, you know? Exactly. There's right. a connection. There's so. a connection. And, and the other thing about the wedding piece and about, like... Well, I was going to say, the social yeah. media with the choice, like you said, people know a lot about your life. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I've seen... Some people, I don't know much about social media. I'm actually terrible with it. And I really, I don't do Twitter. I just am on Instagram. But um, 
I've noticed that that lately I see I that people have made a personal and a business and a business. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, should we be doing that? And then I thought about it and I'm like, I feel like one of the things that our clients like is that they get to see they get the, the person. Same. They get they yeah. get to see who we really are, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I decided, no, we're just going to keep and it. And you are who, who are. you are. You yeah. are together. Right. You are family. You right. are a mother. You That's are a right. wife. You're a photographer. photographer. Right. You're That's many right. things. Right. I think it's, yeah, my other, it's funny, my other Instagram account is a shared account with mm-hmm. my radio partner. So I have to be like, I definitely put up my <laughs> A own little more stuff. thoughtful. Yeah, I just have to remember. We both do. Yeah. He, yeah. There's stuff that he holds back on to, I think. Um, but that's the, the whole nother. And I get that. I, I sort of see the side for both because I just want to post pictures of Sadie right. and beautiful tiles and the food right. I eat all day right. long. Right, right. But like maybe wedding people aren't super interested in that. I do have both. See, yeah, I, I don't think know about if I said that publicly I like your before. Tile. Photos, though. Thank like, you. I'm into your but I take so many. <laughs> I can't just post all. I love them. a good tile photo. It's like you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any any is wrong or right. I was just saying for me for me personally. Yeah. Like I thought about it. Should I do this? And I was like, well, because also the I kids kind of took over the Instagram. Easy, you know, oh, because yeah. they're so cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, but no, but it's not a bad thing. But it's then just, I have there's couples all the time that are like, oh my god, we love seeing the pictures of your kids, and I was like. Yeah, That's and they it. feel like close to you right. before they know you. If it's yeah. not bothering anybody, like, no, it could never bother right. anyone. Well, and that's right. a very so, easy way. If it is, they just stop. They bothering. don't have to look. You know, yeah, exactly. That's right. And what are their names? Speaking of the kids, um, Cassius, Towns, mm-hmm. and Rio. Cute. Yeah. And the first two were twins. The first yeah. two are twins. And did you know that was happening? Or we did. did. Was that a total? We did actually know that was okay. happening. Funny enough, can I? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So we we went through. I actually feel fine talking about it because I think it's something. This is another thing talk, that nobody talks about. Nobody talks about yeah. is that Kenan and I had been trying to have a baby. We were getting older, and we were like, "Okay, like I can't wait any longer. I'm just we need to like make this happen." Yeah. So we did IVF. We got pregnant with the boys, mm-hmm. twins, um, and then I had complications with Towns because um, is this yucky for the radio? No. It's honest. <laughs> My water broke at 12 weeks. So he was kind of like a miracle baby. The doctor said 12 that he, weeks? Yeah, 12 yeah. weeks. So, you know, normally your water breaks like when you're about to go into labor. Yeah. yeah. So, so they my, were like, you're probably not going to have twins. Any. Yeah, oh. right. You're probably if, not going to. You're if, definitely not going to have two. And, and And then like, if he is born, he may live for a couple minutes. A short time. He may not, he may have brain damage, may not be able to breathe. Oh my gosh. Right. So we didn't know until right. he and was And they gave born. us the choice oh, of if we did. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. All I got was that email that said, yeah. Yeah. there are complications. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was right, unaware right, right. So they, like, of this she journey. was on bed rest. For well, a I put myself time. on bed rest because yeah, they, they were like, like "Live probably, your life." They were like, there's probably there's really no point. No point. You're probably gonna, probably gonna lose and you pregnancy. Said, no, and I was gonna, like, "No way." I'm gonna going make on bed this rest. Happen. Yeah, yeah. I ate like a lot of like super high fat food and like just really good quality stuff and like laid up and I mean, in Red Hook, people literally were like, they would see us after with the twins. They're like, "You were pregnant." I was like, "I didn't leave because you house. disappeared for a long time." And it was like high stress. Her in to the hospital. Yeah, I lived in the hospital for a while too. In Mount Sinai for like a month. But when he was born, you know, he was fine, except he had these major orthopedic issues which you know nothing about. Like he was sitting... Like in a yoga pose. Like, yeah. yeah. And you couldn't move his legs. Yeah. They and, and his legs wouldn't move. Which for a baby's not normal, yeah. Right. No, the other and, kid was like stretched yeah. out. Like, yeah. you know, and they were tiny. Gosh, they were so tiny. They two were, pounds and three pounds. And what? they were so yeah. little. Like, we totally normalized it. But after having this giant baby, <laughs> we were you, like... Yeah, when you look at photos, they're like... They were it's like crazy. Fetal, I mean, tiny little baby. Yeah. But, yeah. um... What was the thing? Oh, but so then, so, you know, so we were going through the surgeries. We knew we were doing, we were going to be doing um, surgery with Towns. And then in November. Oh, yeah. We just, this was a total surprise. I was like, um. <laughs> Natural, no IV, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my I God. I called <laughs> Kenan. He was DJing in Miami. And I was like, um, number three on the way. Dude, I was I like, was number like, three what? So they flew number me. Three. Like, Let me just tell you. They, they, they like, <laughs> I love, I love my kids. And I love being with my family, like, more than anything. And I feel Aww. like that homesick thing when I'm uh-huh. not with them. However, I had landed in Miami and they put me in a really nice hotel. You were loving it. Yeah. I was, was like, in like, the New York Times I was in like the robe. robe and I had a newspaper and coffee and the <laughs> door was open at Miami. Yes. It was November, but it was like, you're in Miami. Yeah. So, and <laughs> it was just very serene. And she texted me a picture actually of the pregnancy test. And I was like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> 
Because he's never pregnant. seen one. Yeah. And I called her, and it was just like the craziest shock moment. Oh my because gosh. we didn't think, you know, it could go like that. Yeah. Um, but here he is, and and he's he's, and he's so actually, beautiful. He's exactly you've seen since we've been here. Uh huh. His temperament. And this he's is a just dream so because relaxed. the twins are yeah. little hellions. Yeah. Like, they're, well, they're nature totally, finds a way to balance right. Right. Really your did. sanity. It's they're, like if he was any different, I think I don't know that we'd be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but he, I mean, we would be, but he's... He'd figure it he's out. He's made it yeah. very He's doable. so great. Yeah, yeah he's pretty... Just he's chilling with pretty mom. pretty chill. He's pretty chill. Yeah, all the time. I mean, so, so the other thing I was going to say, though, is that there's people, um, and this is maybe also, like, an extension of how the whole wedding thing started for us. Yeah. Which was that we were working with friends. Um, but there's people now that we're connected to because we were at their wedding doing mm-hmm. photos and music. But I, I forget that that's how I know them. Because yeah. I feel so close to them. To who they are. And then I remember, like, oh, man, like, yeah. Like, we were there on this super Right, like, I'm like oh, our friends. Well, actually, they were, but, you know, they were clients like, of ours. I mean, yeah. I did a show the other night on Friday, and I had, no joke, I think four or five couples. From the, past couples. your past couples. Past and future. Yeah. Uh, a couple people whose wedding was one wedding we're doing in Hawaii yeah. next year. Sounds terrible. Oh, right? God, terrible. So you excited. must need a planner. Uh, <laughs> <I'm there. laughs> um, but we hadn't, I hadn't met them in person yet, yeah. and they showed up at the show. And then, um, you know, uh, I guess two other ones from this year and, and one from last year. That's couple. crazy. Yeah. Like, and, and when I see them, I'm like... I don't think of them as clients. No, you, you feel know? connected. I mean, right. Friends. Well, I'm yeah. sure you feel the same way when you yeah. plan one person and then you plan their friend's wedding and then yeah. like a sibling. You become or, a part of their life in yeah, a weird that's way. that's right. And you start following what they do. So, uh-huh. like, you know, I have one guy that we worked with. We did their wedding in New Orleans and he's a chef um, and started his own. He kind of dropped everything and started the soup. delicious soup. Uh, can I plug his soup thing? Yeah. Check out Goodstock Soups. They have it at um, the West, West Elm Market and Dumbo. And Dumbo oh, okay. On like a couple days a week. I don't know, but it's delicious. And it's like we've just stayed in touch around other things, around food yeah. and life and. But whatever, you know what's you know? funny? I found also that other couples see us working together, and they're like, "I want to work with my partner." And then you'll see, like they, it's kind of like we did this, and they see that like you it's can, possible. you can quit your job and yeah. do something together if you right. have. Yeah, yeah, because if you have the ball, we right, did. Right. That's the exactly. thing that we left out is that we did quit our jobs. Yeah, we quit our jobs. At a certain point, we were like, if we're gonna do this, we quit building the bar, and we were yeah, like, let's just do we're it. We're not gonna be able to like bartend anymore. Yeah, or I was running the the club that I was working at, and I was like, this is a full time job. I can't be yeah. gone every weekend and work every week. And you were in social work school. Yeah, you were getting your master's in social work. You were going to become a social worker? He is. He's I a social am. worker. You got your master's he, in social he, work? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Wow. I worked in New York City public schools. For, I worked in public schools for four years. That is patience. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful, man. It's, I, don't, I haven't, since we had our own kids, I haven't been back. Um, and I think I, if I could find the time, I think I'd be better at it now. I think that having my own kids would give me some perspective. Sure, some insight. Because I think... I felt like all those kids were my kids or uh-huh. something, and they're not your kids. It's a lot of kids. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a lot of kids, and they have their own parents. Yeah. You know? and, and, um, and I was almost like, you know, overly invested emotionally in a yeah. way in, in what I was doing. Um, but I learned a lot, man. It's, that's a, it's, social work is, is rough, and teenagers are a crazy kind of population to work with. Yeah. But uh, the good days were like some of the best days and most rewarding days, and the, the, the hard days were some of the hardest, craziest things yeah. I've ever Yeah, especially I've ever once done. you open yourself up to someone and they become a person in your life. Yeah. It's not just like clock in and clock out. Well, yeah, can't that's stop a whole thing. We went through that in the beginning because yeah. I would come home with like 15 stories a night and Ro was like, Okay, this is, I understand, but how about like one story? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, it was, it was it also weighing. It was healthy. weighing on him, and of then course. it was weighing on, you know, it's, it's not healthy. Yeah. yeah. You got to find a way to leave it. To balance. Yeah. It. But we're going to yeah. figure out. I mean, we're really talking about, you know, we've bought, we've, we've, we've purchased a house in Detroit. We spend, I bet, I bet probably like half our time there. This is where I'm from. And we're talking about opening some sort of a space there where mm-hmm. we can do events, but we can also do other things like Kenan's talking about, you know, starting a running club for kids yeah like ways he can take his social work background and kind of help in and the your community. passion and just, right. keep, and just right. keep running as much yeah as just keep running <laughs> i know you run a Talk lot about i like look at your pictures and you're like i'm running i try not to post too much no 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 this pictures. is not a bad thing i'm happy that okay. you run 
Uh-huh. I just literally wish I liked running. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. He's trying I'm, to get me to start running next week. I can't do it. That. I don't know. That I have zero. Doing. I'm like, well, this is boring. I'm, I'm not running. doing it while I'm taught. That's you know, for people who is, love it love it. I yeah. found it. I don't. I yeah. tried all. I tried like going to the gym, and I just that I could never do it. I can't do that either. We I did. Just a, we did a Bikram yoga class. It's really not effective. Yeah, I just couldn't work out inside. I hated it, and I hated the the. Just felt like rigid. This to me. is well. Well, the thing with running, you just throw your shoes on and you go. And you, and go. you go wherever you want. I wherever. quit Bikram yoga. I stopped in the middle of the class and I told yeah. her she couldn't make me do it. So that's not for you either. Well, Bikram's unnatural. Yeah. I like not. vinyasa. That's my yeah. yeah. But the yeah, flow got, is good. But somehow I found running and and it stuck. And I'm running the marathon in two weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. And you'll be the the supportive wife with a sign. <laughs> yes. I will, be at, I will be in one borough. Last marathon last year's she marathon, I went to. I went to a couple boroughs. Yeah. With this, three kids. This year, this it's time. a lot. We'll see. I'm gonna run definitely lot. be there in yeah, Fourth Avenue. That's cool. I'm going to run with my brother this year, and we're, we're excited. That's amazing. Yeah, it's good. So social work, running, music, art, photography, family. Yeah. Right. In the other order. In the other order. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just did it based yeah, on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, no, totally. totally. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Well, guys, this has been so wonderful. Thanks so much I'm for so having us. Glad so to have fun. gotten to know you. Yeah. It's so easy. Now I, I feel like yeah. I was nervous. And Why? I don't know. Because I, I couldn't. I get. It's so hard nervous. to talk about yourself, and I don't know. But you made it very easy and comfortable. Yeah. Oh well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And now when I like all the baby pictures and the running pictures, it'll have like a double That's extra right. heart to it. Okay. Right. And if people want to see the babies or the weddings <laughs> or the music on Instagram or online, where can they do that? Um, well. Leilu's Instagram is just simply Leilu. Um, our website is Leilu Pictures and Songs. One word. One and if word. you access it from work, there's a beautiful song, so put your computer on mute. Right, that's true. There's some oh, right, there. right. And there's then, music and photos on there. And then, yeah. And, and then and the radio show is... Is Chances with Wolves, and that's it's just kind of across, the, across media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I encourage you to go to their website, and if you just... Put that playlist on at home. It's so relaxing and so oh, nice. Beautiful. I do it in Fire Island. Oh, yeah. And like by I the pool. And I'm Island. like, this is just magic. Weddings-ish. So for our Ask Jove section, we got a question from Ashley from Ohio. Hi, Ashley from Ohio. And she says, Jove, should I wear a short or long dress at my wedding? On one hand, I do not want to be too casual. And on the other hand, I do not want to be too fancy. What do I do? Help! Exclamation point. Well, Ashley, I think this is a really great question. And I would say, A, you want to wear what makes you feel most beautiful and most happy. Don't worry about what other people are going to think. Worry most about you and how you're going to feel in this dress. But also, I would say, take into account the type of ceremony you're having. Indoor, outdoor. What is the dress code you're expecting of your guest? Black tie, semi-formal, cocktail casual, Also, what is the venue? Um, Is it a barn? Is it a hotel? Is it a beautiful warehouse? So when you think about all of those things, I think it'll help you better shape or, or think about what to wear to the wedding. But I would also say, why not do both? If you feel torn, wear a long dress for the ceremony and maybe the first dance, and then change into something short and flirty for the dance party and the cake cutting and the rest of the night. This way, you can sort of kill two birds with one stone and wear both a short and along and feel comfortable and great in both. Good luck. Our next question for Ask Jove came from Shannon in California. Hi, Shannon. Shannon asks, do I have to have bridesmaids? I love my girlfriends and my gay, but I'm just not sure I want to put them through all the stresses and troubles of being my bridesmaids. Do I need to do it? Will they hate me if I don't? Shannon, this is a great question. You absolutely do not need to have a wedding party. There is no reason for you to have bridesmaids or um, gay maids or man of honors or anyone in your party. Uh, Traditionally, people do it and they throw your parties and they support you and they help you. And then they have to wear something special and then you have to gift them jewelry or a tie. It's a whole thing. If you want to simplify your life, you can definitely avoid having bridesmaids or groomsmen or or a wedding party altogether and just focus on you and the person that you're marrying. But the other option, too, is to have a casual form of a wedding party, meaning you don't necessarily have to call them officially your bridesmaids or your groomsmen or your bridespeople or groomspeople. 
you can have a squad. You can have your friends and you can tell them, I want you there when I'm getting ready and I want you to come to my bridal shower or my bachelorette party, but I don't want you to feel the stress of having to plan or work on my wedding day. And as long as you make it really clear from the beginning, then it totally can work to not have a formal wedding party. I think it's easier for you, it's easier for them, and it's more fun for everyone. So enjoy. Weddings-ish. Thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing, listening, and downloading Weddings-ish with Jove. It means the world to me to have you uh, listening and supporting this podcast. If you have any questions about wedding planning or any topics you'd like us to cover or anything uh, you'd like to hear about, please send us an email, podcast at jovemeyerevents.com or tweet us at jovemeyer. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at jovemeyer and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We would really, really appreciate it if you would take a moment and leave us a great five-star review on iTunes. Thanks so much. Weddings-ish. The music in this podcast was made by the fabulous Mel Flannery of Mixtape, a cover band for hipsters. Thanks, Mel. Love the jingle. Weddings-ish. Weddings-ish.